too. Closing time. Turn off all the lights. Pride month is almost over, people. That's right. So get that general faggotry out of here. We are done with Pride Month, but not before we have our probably the queerest episode of the month. Definitely uh, of the month. Sorry, Hillary. Sorry, Hillary. I want to bring Hillary. in our guest because I want to ask y'all. Last weekend for me was not Pride, but mm-hmm. I know it was for both of you. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to, to chat that in. Absolutely. Simon, what are we reviewing this week? Mm, well, our our girl Kim Petras is back, back, back again. This time she's got a full length album. So she, uh, you know, last release was Slut Pop, an EP, a cute little 15 minute EP. Now she's back with a full length 40 minute album called Feed the Beast. And we're bringing back a repeat guest. Fixed. One of One our, our faves. Um, right. So the, the, this guest comes to us from um, Chi Town, as they refer mm-hmm. to it. Um, Chilantro, as they might not refer to it as, probably. Um, Mm -hmm. He is just such good energy all the time. Um, Loves to, he, out of people I'd say on socials, he is probably the most like passionate about the artists that he's passionate about. Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. almost like it's ingrained into his heart. And so I can't wait to understand if, if, if Kimmy is one of his favorite artists, but bringing uh bringing us tri-state coverage here uh That's is right. Dago Blanco. Welcome so much Dago. Hello, 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 gays and days. Okay. How are we Anything doing? Anything in between. <laughs> Anything in between. Dago, how was your your Pride weekend? It was it was Pride weekend in Chicago. How was it? I survived. I feel like I am coming off of my Chicago uh Pride tour. Um uh, Unlike any other city, we Chicago has pretty much three Pride weekends. Oh god! Uh, if you consider last weekend, which I was actually at Bonnaroo, so I can't even claim that. This past weekend, which is like the parade and another festival, and then we have market days um, oh, mm-hmm. in August. So we're a little bit spoiled on the Pride festivities fronts. Yeah, you really no. are. I went to Pride in the Park last year, and that was a good time. I love a little day event. I love that. Yes. It was cute. We had years and years. Uh, Zara Larson, this Pride in the Park. Saweetie was a headliner, surprisingly. That makes... Okay. Is Saweetie a queer artist or like... Okay. I have qualms about this because (laughs) I don't understand why she was, quote unquote, headlining this. None of her music like leans into a queer kind of spectrum. I think it was just just like quasi throwing ass. Yeah, celebration. That's pretty. Which queer. is what gays do, but like, yeah. <laughs> you know, we gotta figure out who's doing the booking because last year one of the headliners was the Chainsmokers, which yeah. felt like felt like a statement, an anti queer statement. What is what are they trying to say there? <laughs> I don't the know. They're just pretty to look at. <laughs> they are. I mean, one of them is very pretty to look at. The other one's sort of pretty to look at. In my, in the other my, ones. The other one turns the knobs. The other one, you know, I think I'm Simon sure. alluded to a couple weekends or weeks ago. He started taking Cialis, and all it takes is a bump. 
would probably be a bump. <laughs> I actually just had my first Cialis experience this past weekend. Successful? Um, it was very, very successful. Very successful. We'd love to hear that. Because they are a sponsor. They <laughs> always are. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to find as many as we can here. One of them is um, going to stick one of these days. But I think that just comes down to there's like going back to Saweetie that com- that goes back down to like the difference between uh, a queer artist and an artist that like the the queers like. But I also go to the fact that like if everyone likes the artist, like I think of like Taylor Swift, for example, where everyone loves Taylor Swift. The gays do, too. And there are tw- Taylor Swift gays, mm-hmm. but she's not mm-hmm. like. You wouldn't have her booked for like a pride thing. You probably probably couldn't afford afford her. (laughs) You definitely couldn't. They definitely couldn't afford her. I love you bringing up the very um, uh, contentious topic of Taylor Swift with Mm -hmm. this podcast. (laughs) She was was in Minneapolis this weekend for our pride. Like we actually ended up having her, but not like same reason. Yeah, I saw mm-hmm. that you guys got uh, the Dear John and Daylight surprise songs, which absolutely throws me off of a cliff. But yeah, you know, <laughs> no power for you guys. I have no idea what that means. Dear John mm-hmm. is the song about John Mayer um, that because she okay. was like 19 and he was like 35 and he was like pursuing her and like they dated and he broke her heart and she wrote a song about it. OK, creepy. But the song is like very pointed and poignant and mm. she's been kind of avoiding playing it because it truly like unlike um, All Too Well, which you can kind of assume is about Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. she uses fucking uh, John's name in the song. Yeah, the, na- the 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 song named Dear John is supposed to be like a double entendre because it's a. Uh, it's written as a Dear John letter. So that's what she marketed oh, wow. it as during that album cycle. But she actually uses the guy's name that it is about. So, you know, more power to my girl. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there, obviously, because Austin had no pride here. Um, <sighs> but Dago, I'm thinking about it, too. And, like, we have, I want to say, like, four events <laughs> that are gay. Like, we have Splash Weekend and Memorial Day Splash, Labor Day mm-hmm. Weekend. We have a queer bomb thing, and then we also have like Pride Pride, but like, okay. yeah, I don't think any. From my understanding, none of them are good. Oh, I have not personally been to Austin Pride or done that, but no. I will be making my return to Austin, Aaron, in October oh, for wow. Austin City Limits. Oh yes, oh, I really yes. want to go to that. Ugh. Simon, get a fucking ticket. I need to get a ticket. Like, I'm sorry, I could never have dreamt this in a million years, but a Mumford and Sons Lumineers and Maggie Rogers and Adeza lineup all in the same weekend. Oh, and Shania Twain. I, I, our, our girl Shan. Yeah, I will peak. <laughs> I so question for for you, Dago. You're go- that means you're going weekend one, right? Yes. How do we feel about the 1975? Like I, I don't know what to feel about it anymore because of all of the stuff. Circulating. Oh yeah, the Matt Healy of it all. Wow. It it is problematic. You know, we we've all been caught in the winds of a problematic fave moment, i.e. Azealia Banks. I was, I was just gonna say. You know, just gonna it, say. 
it starts to hurt it starts like turning our like what do we even say in this space because the things that matt healy said are very forward and he's actually doubled down on it in a very Isilia banks kind of way oh, it's like how do you keep supporting your faith but also is that gonna stop me from crying to somebody else like on a saturday night 1975 is just i don't know yeah i don't it's the double standard too of somehow we are in in some ways you think about like the leah michelle too maybe maybe it's just like yeah. a time thing maybe it's like a time thing where it's like give it enough breathing room and do something that's so iconic that it deserves us to kind of like go you're a problematic person but like yeah. yes i think people have really short memories too real i think, short I think once he's no longer associated with the taylor swift of the world he's probably He'll gonna be, be way more okay to to yeah. do things yeah, yeah and let's let's i mean numbers are numbers like 19 in the in the heat of all of this, like the Taylor Swift relationship came out, they're still announced their uh, US tour and it's like pretty much sold out. They're still headlining festivals. So it's like the checks are still clearing. Yeah. yeah I think that the, the, the time when you start to um, get removed is more at the time of like um, actual physical harm. Mm. Yeah. I think, well, like Chris Brown when, would like to chime in I on mean, that one. He's, I mean, yeah, he has successfully found a way to at least not <laughs> yeah. have no music career. And I think he does get played on the radio again. So I don't uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't listen to also, the radio. I wouldn't know. With Matt Healy, we cannot be surprised almost because we're talking about the guy who ate like raw meat on stage and if you've ever seen 1975 perform this is the same guy that chain smokes cigarettes and drinks a whole bottle of wine like during a hour and a half set at, like this is this guy is about as down and dirty and rough around the edges as it comes he's a rock star that doesn't he sound sustainable yeah. you know yeah um, he's also British so <laughs> there you go Daco, I don't know if you remember this, but um, we have a Kim connection. Mm, Kim connection. Do you know what it is? Not off the top of my head. Okay, so um, about a year and a half ago, we had a fateful encounter here in Austin. You weren't living here. I wasn't living here. <laughs> yes and that's did, our austin trip where the slut pop weekend came out oh, that's the wow. weekend slut pop came out yeah oh, and man. like literally by the end of the weekend i think i was like okay well this seven song ep can go die but now <laughs> i'm like back into loving it because it was played that much it was like yeah. literally 15 minutes it's dumb yeah over simon, and over and over simon for reference uh this austin trip was so like left field because i was going i was in austin for a work conference and i was also staying the weekend to like see a friend you were going to like some birthday weekend yeah. with your friends and it just happened to sync up and then we ended up spending the entire weekend together <laughs> like and now you're like buddies with some of them that live in chicago now i love Dennis them and justin yeah. Yeah, shout out to Justin and Dennis. Oh, shout out. We'll see if they're listening. If you're listening, Justin or Dennis, please text us. Let us know that you're listening. Well, funny thing about Justin is that I 
posted a very salacious thirst trap on Twitter this past weekend. As um, one does. As where one there does. was um poll involved. And he <laughs> he commented on it uh, on this tweet saying um that it was a that we're feeding the beast today to, oh, yes. to tie it back mm. to Miss Petra's. Love so that. shout out to Justin for that. Always, always Justin staying one step ahead. Mm, always. Um, okay, so Kimmy P, we all liked Slut Pop, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like needless to say, we probably all are fans. We're fans. Absolutely. We're fans. What I so I did have a thought the other day. Um, as I was listening to the album, I was like, these songs sound so similar to Ava Max. There's one song in particular. Yeah. There, the album as a whole, I feel like just kind of sounds like it's somewhere in the Ava Max realm. Mm. Um, and I think from that, it made me go, are these like, studio labels just like copy and pasting the different things and then changing like one attribute like going mm. well uh ava max is gonna have the sideways bob and kim petrus is gonna be trans like <laughs> that's her stick but they're She's they're trans. all just they're all interchangeable in terms of like any of these songs could have been ava max song for me the song king of hearts is like the clear like this is an ava max like she said no, or they they were like, we already kind of have like a royalty reference song, so we'll get you can have this one. one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dago, what do you think? Do you think that like the record labels are almost kind of force feeding us some artists, and would you put uh, Kim within that mix? Well, it's funny you say that because I uh, obviously the the Kim Petra's album was a. Uh, the, a topic of conversation during this past Pride weekend. And um, we were at like an afties, it was playing. And somebody was like, this is, this." somebody said, this is just a grade above what Ava Max wishes her album sounded. So like, obviously it was very contentious between like the Maxinistas and the- Oh Kim God, Petra the Maxinistas. Yeah. The Petri dishes? The Petri <laughs> I personally would favor Kim over the Ava Max album, but to that point, it it's just a grade above. So like it begs the questions like it's part of that kind of like manufactured pop trope mm-hmm. kind of situation. Yeah. So on that note, I did a little bit of research, and by that I mean I watched like one YouTube interview with Kim. Nice. And in the interview, she was talking about that one of the themes of the album, obviously it's titled Feed the Beast. And she's like, but the beast can be so many things. It can be like our own kind of like gluttony. It can be. And then, but like her first thing that she brought up was like, sometimes the beast is like the label of it all. Mm. And to me, like uh, one clear thing about the album too is I'm sure y'all are both aware of like the unreleased Kim Petras album problematic or whatever is yeah what it was called yeah coconuts was supposed to be on that right Mm, yeah and coconuts i think actually came out before slut pop am i also right about that yes yes yeah like coconuts for i think all intents and purposes was a um record choice to go okay what are the couple songs from uh 
what is it called problematic problematic yes yeah like what were the songs that we would want to take from that and throw in here yeah and she was kind of like okay whatever yeah you can like when you can tell that it does not quite fit thematically on this album what i'm so surprised by is like like most of the time when you have an artist where they have that single that isn't really supposed to be on the album but it did so well that they kind of throw it on one of them it's usually the last song and this one isn't well, I would say Unholy also, last song on the album, also fits that, where I don't think it quite fits with the album either. I, I would agree with you. Yeah. Like, but I think the but reason it was why that's so on there, successful, like, I get it. I I would I wonder it. from both of you, like, the idea behind including this song, because it's on Sam Smith's album, and now it's on Kim Petrus's album. What is the the purpose of ownership of saying this is my song, putting it on my album? Like record point of view, what do you think it is? Artist point of view? So actually the inclusion of Coconuts and Unholy is probably my biggest issue with this album because we, if you've if you've been around long enough in Kim Petra's career, you, you know how big of a song Coconuts was. So to include it, like however many like years later like literally years it, multiple it, <laughs> it feels dated it feels exhaustive almost and especially at the end when you're kind of like going through this album and you're taken back to like 2 years ago and i don't know it 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 bothers me it feels desperate and then to have unholy it's entirely a commercial choice because of how wildly successful unholy Mm -hmm. is in like the the in the charts so it it brings uh having that tied to the album in terms of like algorithms and searches it's it's supposed to draw attention to the album even though it's a bonus track Mm -hmm. so one thing i go ahead simon no i was just gonna say like it makes total sense to me that it's on the album just from a exposure standpoint like it's with sam smith for that reason like just from her entire catalog i was surprised that that's the one that went to number one i mean it makes sense with the artist she's working with on it but at the same time like she has so much better stuff out there it feels odd it's like okay well and it won the grammy yeah, one Grammy. I was like, okay, sure, good for and her. And so maybe it's her way of validifying that this this song wasn't Sam's song; it was also hers. Maybe that's I, like what she was going for there. I think they both feel very like collaborative, fifty fifty. This is our work, you know. Right. I completely agree that I think from them, yes. I think from late. I think again, this is probably like label decision through and through. Mm-hmm. But there's plenty of examples where a song has been out for years and then it decides to 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 come back and people end up loving it again. Cough, mm-hmm. cough. When like Lizzo's Good as Hell was on her Coconut Oil al- or EP that oh, yeah. like I went to that album release party back in 2016, <laughs> but like no one knew about her at the time. And it wasn't until her album special came out that people truly started to go, okay. I'm is it special? Is that what it's called? Or no, it's it's no, that was her last one. Because I love you. Because I love yep. you. Mm-hmm. Um, when because I love you came out that she truly like kind of skyrocketed into to stardom, but then they had to re-release the song with an Ariana Grande remix to be able to kind of like of course have it yeah. chart again or have it try to chart. 
And then you also have the Taylor Swift of the world right now that's doing something that is truly bonkers unheard of, which is releasing an al- releasing a single from an album three like three albums ago. Truly, actually, you could you could argue five albums ago. I I, would, I actually I would very argue much commend Taylor for doing that because I think that is like that is some, I would like, argue cool bullshit. A, a forgettable song, but that's just me. Cruel summer. They're, they're gonna eat it up. They're gonna fucking eat it up. It's gonna get five billion streams. Cruel it's summer. Gonna, oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, I yeah. again, I beg to differ on that. Simply, I think mechanically, <laughs> it's one of her best songs, um, and it's going to devour. I thought she was over the lover era. What happened to that? Oh, she absolutely hates now the lover era because lover (laughs) era was like peak momentum into her relationship with Joe. So now having her having to like relive the lover era every night on her heiress tour is like kind of brings her back to that. So I, I bet you not. I bet you that like she's my understanding with the way the relationship kind of broke down was like, she was like, this is going to be my life. Like, I'm, I, I truly am not going to be able to go out. I can't go out in public. I can't do all of these things. Like, you're going to be consistently like having to be second to my career and to my success because this is like truly mine. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like they just weren't able to kind of reconcile with that, I think is like, she probably in a lot of ways feels a lot more like sure of herself now more than ever in terms of like her career and what she wants out of it. And I don't think, I don't think she's probably really heartbroken at all about like any of that at this point. No, no. but she'll definitely monetize it for sure. What I, okay. So I was just thinking about this, like I would love, you know how, like I would love to have a, a cruel summer uh, music video that it's just a montage of different headlines of like, whether it's all of the Canada smoke and wildfires that are happening or whether it's like the 127 degree feels like here in Austin. Oh my God. Like, just it's like, actually it's just a, a PSA summer. for global warming. Yeah, it truly is. <laughs> you did that one about the lions a while back. This is the least you can do. Oh man. But kind of like bringing that back to like Kim's own she's had a bit of like a, a rise in her career too. She was someone who is, she was a very like gay niche for a while. And now, I mean, arguably somewhat mainstream, she's got a Grammy, she's got a top 100 billboard song. And like, it's been interesting to see, like, I feel like sort her management sort of is in new territory. Like they don't really know how to navigate that or what to do with her. It's, I mean, she is kind of, one of the first to really, you know, be trans and be in the spotlight to this extent. So, I mean, first you have a scrapped album that gets leaked in its entirety. So, and then you're like, what's our next move? And then we have this album, which you're right, does feel like parts of it are very, we've heard this before. I would argue though, that there are some elements to this album that are very new and different for Kim. Like, when you have songs like Hit It From The Back and is it Crystals In The Sky? Which, Castles In The Sky. Castles In The Sky, which to me have a very like Europop feel and they feel very different from other parts of the album like Claws, which feels like more like mainstream pop, like kind of like a 
Charlie vibe, like when she does mainstream. Um, so I think personally, I think there are really interesting elements to the album that highlight both what she does best. Arguably, I would say Coconuts, even though it makes no sense on the album, is sorry, pop perfection. It's peak Kim. I love it. Um, and then there is a lot of different offerings. And then I'd say there are a couple like we could leave those out. But do you okay? Do you think kind of going into peak Kim being coconuts and that whole thing? Arguably, I would also put hit it from the back is right in that territory. I Absolutely. think that like mm -hmm. I heard a lot. I think that like some of the gays and days of the world listening to Ke to Kim were like. Kim's album is not it. And I think that's because they were expecting themes that were all like throat goat or like, you know, what we got with slut pop and kind of being very like sex forward and like mm -hmm. just being a total, like total slut or whatever. Part of me wonders if like the reason why people aren't liking her is because of that or like mm -hmm. liking this album as much is because of that. I, I don't, I will say I wouldn't, I, I don't think Feed the Beast is necessarily as sex forward as Slut Pop. Like Slut Pop oh, no, was it isn't. very like very like I think it's loud in terms of Slut Pop or in terms of like how um blunt she is about sex in that, mm -hmm. you know. Whereas Feed the Beast is sex positive, like kind of parallel to that, but it's it's the but it feels like the same kind of theme over and over again in the songs i will say what she does differently in in feed the beast than like let's say like clarity she does play around sonically like with more uh i wouldn't say genres but like more versions of pop like what time it was like how it was yeah. like hero pop mm -hmm. um also so objectively she has more features in this album and also like the samples are clear like when she did alone with nikki you know that when they sample i think it was like better off alone by alice yep. dj which is like you know early millennia bop timeless. if you're a millennial it's timeless yeah. so yeah. the those kind of things you know she is advancing her sound but i will say i think where it falls for me is just that kind of regurgitated theme of sex where we continue to get more work from her but we don't know her past that point of view i think that she is currently in a in a muna situation and what i mean by that is muna um the label didn't really know what to do with muna and they were having a, a really like tough time kind of what she wanted to do or like what muna wanted to do not she because it's a group of of she's and they's um a lot of people think that muna is like what the singular like front girl and i'm like it's not it's not they're a collective they're a collective and they also half of them use they them so <laughs> even more confusing um no um I, I what i see with this album is there are definitely the songs that are very sex forward that are very that and then there's also the uh, the songs that are are taking advantage of the trends and the winds of of change or the winds of popularity like i think of the Nicki minaj kim petra song a lot of artists these days are sampling a previous song that was successful a previous 
and they're doing a lot of this retro throwback thing. Mm-hmm. And to me, those feel like they those are the label move songs. Completely. Those are the ones that that like it screams him. label. It's such a safe move to throw in a sample like that and then right. bring in a huge star like Nikki. Honestly, that song is like not a top highlight for me at no. all. And then you have like the banks of the world, which feels like it's an actual feature. Mm-hmm. And an actual kind of like collaboration there. I won't say it's my favorite song, but like to me, there's a very stark contrast. And I I guarantee you that like him probably like behind closed doors is not especially proud of this album, like beginning to end or wishes Mm -hmm. a lot of it would have changed. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think that like you can see because not every song in this album is about sex. Some of the songs are about like just wanting to be with someone or wanting to like this or just dance or whatever else, like kind of more just about being young and free than it is about anything else. And like what we go through, Um, that is one of the things I do like about this album uh, in particular is it does feel like this is the first kind of time that we're getting a song that or songs that feel um, like we're getting a window into to how Kim is actually feeling as a person. Right. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting too, how you were talking about like the themes of sexuality between slut pop and feed the beast and how one is obviously way more out loud in your face. And, you know, there are, the, there are elements of that in this, but it is ultimately a lot more subtle. I, I think it's so fascinating that, slut pop wasn't talked about more just because i think it's such a crazy like powerful statement to have an artist like kim like being that open about sexuality it was so in your face it was so i thought it was empowering um but like to me that's such an incredible statement and i and it was very 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 niche ultimately and like who it reached which i well i think it was i I think slut pop was meant to be niche. I think at that point she was going the gays and they's, this is an album for them. This is, this is my audience moving forward. Mm -hmm. This is everything. And really, I think that that probably would have been her trajectory if not for unholy. Yeah. And the, the label going, all right. Oh, we we got our money maker. Now we got to like turn this into an album. Yeah. We're invested back in. It's got to appeal to the masses. Mm -hmm. Still exactly. waiting, still waiting for the slut pop album or vinyl, by the way. <laughs> Someday. I think that it's exactly that. I think it, I think Feed the Beast is a more marketable version of slut pop. You can't, you can't promote slut pop by like, no, in the, ma- no the radio play. No. There's no but radio we play. Lo- we love Kim Petra's for slut pop. Like that is quintessential her like Mm -hmm. throwing ass at her concert to like (laughs) treat me like a slut like that is what we love her for Mm -hmm. and things like even in clarity like one of my favorite songs from clarity is like do me because i have a very vivid memory of what of seeing her live she's on a circle platform that rotates she is in a full red latex neck to toe and a like what looks like a 30 inch ponytail and she's going in a circle swinging the ponytail around singing do me and it's like that is who we love 
but now we're getting like a little watered down version of that and feed the bees. And so we're kind of like, uh, dude, okay. Your, uh, is my like, okay. And I think what I mean by that is like, part of me thinks that she was using sex as the crutch of like, this is my shtick and this is what like people want from me. A part of me thinks that there actually are songs on this album that are a little bit more um, her experimenting with, with her sound or like her experimenting and like, she doesn't want to be troped into just being about sex. She want like, you think about Tuve Lu, like also very about sex, but also sings about like, will I be, will I be a good mom? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and do yeah, I want that? She's got layers. She's got a lot of layers. I like that. And I think that Kim's mm -hmm. trying to, to do that. Yeah. But do, but, but is she doing it well? Cause if you were going to compare, you know, Dirt Fam, like Tavlo, like Tuve Lu with, songs like grapefruit where like it's a banger mm. of a song but she's so literally good. talking about depression i'm like there's just ways to to do it right like where we're, where we're you know juxtaposing those two albums like does feed the beast move the needle of the pop genre in the way that like dirt femme would right but yeah they also yeah. run they also run different streets right we're talking about kim petras who invented halloween so oh really my did. god really like, did we can't, that we can't ignore turn off the lights volume <laughs> one and two because she has a whole holiday like resting on her shoulders it really was a triumph that no one was asking for but now that we have it we can't get enough of it but that that again like no one outside of the gays <laughs> really knows about like kim's impact on on halloween on halloween it's true you know like these are these are part of our playlist for Halloween, but like, I don't think that she really transcended into like the straight music yeah. with, with either of those, those albums. And I think that that's kind of like similar to the Charlie XCX of the world. Did I say that? Like, did I do this like too many? <laughs> I think you said it right. No, you said XCX. Okay. You were In good. my head, I think I had like a little like pause and restart <laughs> moment. A little stall. <laughs> But like Charlie is very similar to, I think Charlie goes, I'm not destined or even a Betty. I'm not destined for arena play. Mm -hmm. I'm aiming. I want to have my fan base. This is my fan base and I'm going to give them what I want. And it's, I know I'm going to be performing at a thousand person venues, not tens of thousands, but that's where I want to be. I kind of feel like Kim has been like saying that for the past three to five years mm -hmm. you know i'm hoping that she can find a balance between the success and giving us more of the like turn off the lights where like you're saying she is very aware of what she wants the audience to be and what her themes are but i think you know it's probably very challenging as an artist with her experiences to have that voice in the boardroom, if you will. I don't know. I'd be intimidating. Yeah, I, I agree with that, right? And then let's, I mean, let the elephant in the room of like the Dr. Luke producing half of this album, you mm -hmm. know, if Dr. Luke produces half of the half of that album, then you know, we have to think about songs like early, I mean. 
early Kesha where we had Animal and that was that I mean thematically like she it was all about partying and drinking and like that could have tired out but they had bangers like we we could still talk about like Kesha's songs to this day that we know every word to Mm -hmm. so with Dr. Luke producing half of this album I'm like it's good don't get me wrong but where are the bangers that I'm gonna remember like early into a Kim Petras mainstream album like am I gonna remember these songs five years down the line like or is it just things like alone Nicki Minaj where it's a cash cow TikTok banger that is going to be going away in three months yeah right right very Mm -hmm. tough to say um I I do want to point out that right before we hit the record button I was like yeah some of our episodes we end up chatting about the actual music and artists like maybe 10 percent of the episode <laughs> i don't think we've stopped talking about kim for I the know. most part look at we us. all we all love kim that's why we want to care about, about you kim her. this is all for you we do we do <laughs> um i think i i would be okay with um going into giving review yeah i feel confident yeah. Already. Yeah. From so I'll go first. I guess I'll okay. go first. Okay. This album's a bop for me. The things I obviously don't like, I think we mentioned it. There are definitely songs that feel very corporate. There are definitely songs that have like I really would be I would love to be a fly on the wall in terms of the the decisions that went into this album. That would be like just so fascinating. But all in all, this is a great kind of like first public step forward for her um and hopefully similar to Muna she can break away from her label or break away and she can start to have more creative control because I'd love to see what she wants her her sound to be but overall about for me um how about you Dago I would say it's a bot on my end I kept going back to it and like excited to listen to it um, I think it's consistent, but I can't ignore that, you know, it is a bit tiring, like thematically, like I agree with Aaron, like I hope that they listen to like where this album lands from a, from a review and just from a, a commercial success and then give, you know, some more creative control back to the artist, you know, back to Kim. Um do I think again it moves the needle of the pop genre? No. I think it lacks a little bit of urgency that she used to have, that that, that spark and edge, you know, right. that was maybe a little bit sacrificed in 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 a move towards that mainstream. But I'm still gonna put this album on after a few vodka sodas and dance with the girlies. Absolutely. And we're gonna have a good time. It, That's it's, right. it's 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 there. Mm-hmm. yeah i agree i think this album is a bop too um i've listened probably seven eight times so far yeah. and i'm excited every time i think there are more than a few notable songs on the album throughout that really do kind of i won't say like massively push the needle forward maybe inches the needle forward a little bit I don't think it's a regression in her journey. Um, 
like I think songs like you know Feed the Beast, King of Hearts, Uh Oh, Revelations, Hit It from the Back, Claws, Coconuts, Burr, even Castle in the Sky, like they're all good songs. Um, so yeah, it's a bop for me. And despite the fact that Coconuts is so fucking old, <laughs> I'm I'm not mad at it yet. I'm just not. I, I love it. I'm not mad at it. It's it more of like it's it's like one of those things, you know, like you can just like <laughs> add a song to your queue and you can sometimes sometimes you add it in the middle of an album. It's just like mm -hmm. it's an added song that like totally. I would love to know what the album sounds like without it in there and go, I can still enjoy coconuts, but like I I think if it made any sense on the album, it would probably be my top bop. Right. But right. it's not. I would mm. that that's that's gonna be the thing that's gonna, I think the nice kind of transition here is like, mm -hmm. I think we've been signaling and I don't know if this will be true or not, but I think we've been signaling that like none of the, the shove down are your throat um, singles so far are any of our top bops. So no. I'd be curious to mm -hmm. dive into those. Mm -mm. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, for me, I thought the song hit it from the back was really interesting and i'd love to listen and chat more about it let's let's give it a listen let's do it mm. and that was mm -mm. hit it from the back so i like this one a lot because it thematically brings a lot that i love about kimmy but i think sonically pushes a little different territory than i'm used to hearing from her a little bit a little bit um, I don't know. I want to hear your guys' thoughts. I already added it to my sex playlist, so there we go. I yeah. can't. Com I just like no complaints. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this song, like, I don't think it's. I don't think it explores like anything that hasn't already been explored with Kim. Yeah, I would say like theme wise, it feels like she's trying to say that like we've been dating now or whatever for a while and I want to see if we're compatible. So I'm going to let you hit it from the back. That's important to you me. Gotta, I got to like, figure out if it's good. <laughs> I mean, yes, uh, yes. For all <laughs> intents and purposes for like the gays. Yes. Yeah. For everyone, for everyone, everyone. It's about hit it from the back. You, do you think that like, <laughs> You gotta figure. Doesn't matter. I don't know straight, enough about whatever. About like straight life, but to do straights, like hitting it from the back too. Girl, yeah, everyone likes that. Well, not everyone. Really, I think regardless of gay straight, it's a popular. So could choice. could like a could you be a straight guy and be a bottom? Well, obviously yes, but like yeah, sure. I guess could you be a straight? girl or a, a trans girl or any of the the girlies with with two holes down there and would you be able to be like a top of it to the front side or how would you de defer which one's your priority oh girl i can't get into that i have no fucking clue i just know they're doing it they they have to be doing it they're doing like, it and it has to be good uh, if if there wasn't hitting it from the back then i couldn't coin the term doggo style so mm. I have to. I have to appreciate it. So, there you go. <laughs> Dago, are you say are you saying that like you have claimed any anal penetration as Dago style? Oh, it's my party line. <laughs> nice. That's great. I mean, if 
I'll sign up for that, I guess. I'll use it. I'll use it. So do you, are you like mostly oral or do you like a doggo style? Like, doggo. how do you like your pizza? That's got to work at like 90% of the time. Yeah. Probably. I, I was fully expecting this song to be your top bop though, Simon. Yeah. You know me pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. How about Doggo, you? You want to go next? Oh, yeah, okay. I'll go next. So my favorite song on it, I think it might be a little bit of a surprise, but I just like keep going back to it. It's Revelations. Okay. I think. Okay, I let's think listen to Revelations and then we'll be right back. About it's that. great. Yeah. Okay, okay. We'll be right okay. back. Mm. Dago, why was that your top bop? Okay. So a few things. Like the in terms of the songs on the album that I think played around with the most variety of sounds, I think it's this one. Revelations gives this like early into the song, right at the top, it's like gives kind of like quasi disco quasi -disco. vibes. Mm -hmm. And then like with that that kind of like pulsy stroby sound. So like this was the song that made me want to go to the dance floor immediately while listening to it. Mm -hmm. Also like that part where she sh every time she shouts like revelations it ties me to clarity because oh, she yeah, does yeah. she does that in, that is her trademark her thing that is her trademark yes yeah so that mm. that that is oh that's going to be my like tether to classic kim that we get in this album right. also thematically it's less sex more about longing so yeah it's like, so it's more like emotional POV for her that we that we need on this album. I think I think it's about connection. It's like give me connection, give me like, but it also is like that that I want you to wow me in a yes. way that I've never been wowed before. Like what are we? What are what are we gonna sell? Like find here, solve exactly. Um, like if this played well, on a dance floor, this would be the song that like I want to kiss boys too like mm -hmm. it's it's oh that song absolutely this is this is the song where like the bumping and grinding turns into like full thrusts yes <laughs> oh and to simon's point that electric guitar in the bridge yeah like oh we oh we this is a song this i would add to my like to my sex playlist for sure <laughs> this is a a banger absolutely the song rocks Damn. well that means it just it's just me left that's right aaron what do you got for us i am going with a song that so simon you went through like a list of songs and then you didn't name the one i'm about to name no okay what is it um so my top bop of the album is minute can yes. we give minute a listen let's do it uh <laughs> Mm. minute mm -hmm. it is a sad girl bop it is it a is. sad girl bop absolutely i love the um the themes of it all um yeah like i th i think to me um it's a hookup that you slowly but surely are getting more attached to oh been and, there. and then you're just like this is going to be the final night because a hookup is like, you know, it could end at any point, but right, there's right. no commitments, no strings attached, but you're mm -hmm. slowly but surely kind of like 
throwing out the string being like i hope it attaches to something hello like should i should i text them has it been enough time yeah like <laughs> I it, and i i think that that just makes it a relatable <laughs> sad girl bop and like yes absolutely we've all felt that way we've all been there and i think like her writing a song like this to me feels like probably one of her most like personal songs because she probably has felt this or is feeling this and you even look at it and i don't think dr luke is actually a writer on it so good good for her well you love that and i will say that i did leave this out of my initial uh just quick list but that was an egregious uh, error on my part the song total bop love it total bop I will say the first couple of listens for whatever reason, just maybe because there's so many songs on the album and a lot that I like that I just kind of like passed under my radar the first couple of listens. And then third, fourth and on, I was like, oh, that one's really good, too. I really like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dago? I will agree in with Simon in that it. I think I passively listened to it the first couple of times and then now like really giving that like intentional like out of playing the playing the album top to bottom like giving it that intentional listen i was like whoa hold on this kind of changes my opinion of like maybe this does give me more pov into her like it does go into that that theme of like connection yeah i think that and revelation too right like yeah but i will say i think that because i was passively listening to it in my first couple listens is because it does feel like a copy on a copy of Ava Max. Oh, interesting. I didn't get it from, I didn't get that from this one. I know the only one I really, uh, really actually, got no. it from was King of Hearts. Like that one was yeah. like yes. copy paste. But the, I could, I could see how this could also, I mean, they're all like one step removed from yeah. Ava Max, whether or not yeah. it's like a full step or not is a different story, but like, I don't think a lot of I don't think Ava Max has like sad girl bops. All of her songs are like I very can tell you not even like personal. They're very yeah yeah yeah. I will say though, I was doing some research uh, during listening, and the interpolations that were produced into minute were done by an original demo done by Griff. Oh. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. Doggo, okay. I am the reason you're into Griff. I am the reason. I know. <laughs> I, I knew you were gonna appreciate that. Aaron. It it very okay. Yeah, it sounds very grim. Well, this is all That's making probably why sense I like it now. So much. It sounds it's very all grim. making sense. I will say maybe the placement of it on the album because it is kind of in the back half. I think maybe that doesn't serve it because it's between claws and coconuts, which is tough. It's like because coconuts is like it's hard to ignore that one. We all know it. It's been around, and claws I think is a standout as well. So maybe just that journey makes it like it's a long journey. It's a long journey as bop to bop to bop. Yeah, for sure. I would have maybe sacrificed the placement that current like minute currently has swapped minute with uh oh, and I think Mm. it would have done. I think I would have done well after thousand pieces. Yeah, we didn't really touch on that as much in our review, but I do think it could use the track list could use a little editing and just a couple tweaks. And I think Mm -hmm. it would be a little better. Yeah. So this song actually is written. She's one like Griffin is one of the writers or Griffiths, not Griffin. Um, That's so good. That's so good. We love that. That makes me love the song even more because I like I have been craving more Griff lately. 
Um, ties it up nicely with a little bow. We love that. There were a couple songs on this album that I felt very questionable about, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. What mm-hmm. I can I can I can be the Oreo sandwich right in the middle, the little cream, and do mine right now if you want. Go for it. I love an Oreo. Oh, I want one. My biggest flop of the album is, uh oh. Um, the reasons, rationales, and the whole thing behind it is she does the same thing that like I one of my favorite SNL skits of recent was the Black Eyed Peas, um, <laughs> SNL skit where people in the place. <laughs> this al- like, this song is very generic. It's like I wanna the I wanna feel the bass in the place. I wanna do this in the place. Yeah, and to me, I'm just like, is that an Arby's? Where is the place? Oh, you bet it is. Probably. I hope it is. They've got yeah. When I'm in the place and the, the rate goes up, great shakes. Inflation. When I'm in the place <laughs> and the base goes up. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, that is How about why you, it's Doggo? my biggest flat. Yeah, what was yours? So, I would agree with Aaron that uh oh is probably like my biggest flop, just because I don't think it brings any value to the mm. album but mm. i will also i feel like this is my opportunity and to come out of the closet as a unholy hater i just oh we all are we all are yeah i do not like that song it, no every time it plays at sidetrack i'm just like please turn it off i don't get it i just no, don't get it i don't I get, don't get, get it, it either it's so I don't, dumb. Th- I don't think it's for us <laughs> Who is like? <laughs> I don't know who it's for though, but yet it's a number one on the fucking Billboard. It's I don't for, know. It's for, it's for the people that don't seek out music. It's for the people that like, you know, the people that listen to the radio. It's people for that listen to listen to like the Spotify new music mix or the top one hundred songs or whatever that aren't really looking for like actively participating in seeking out new music. That's yeah. who I think likes Unholy. That's fair. That's fair. Well, both great choices for were his song on the album, Biggest Flop. Um, mine was Thousand Pieces. Um, not because it's a terrible song. Um, I think objectively most of the songs on the album are good. Uh, it just doesn't really do anything for me. And I think you could probably snip it out and the album would maybe be better off for it. I yeah, I I actually am okay with that one, yeah. but not I'm not gonna to yuck your yum on that one or yum your yeah. yuck, I should say. In the yum, <laughs> yum your yuck. Yeah. Don't you yeah, dare, I would agree. Don't you dare yum my yuck. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree that I don't mind thousand pieces because I think it it, it provides a little bit of a, a breather. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. When you when you look at the album like for like a macro lens, I mm-hmm. I think to, to to bookend my earlier statement of like if you swapped if you swapped minute with uh-oh. And then done that thousand pieces minute revelations run, it mm. would have provided a better crescendo right. into the middle of the album. That's yep. fair. Very true. That's fair. Well, boys, we've done the album, but we still have one section left. Mm. That is the single obsession of the week. That's right. I'll go first. I'll go first because I had a moment this weekend during Pride where a playlist was on. And have you ever had a moment where, like, you've known a song for a really long time, but for whatever reason, you just never 
got it on a playlist. You'd never got the name of it or who sang it or whatever. And mine was the song Just a Feeling by Phantoms featuring Verite. It's a I, great song. I it's love a great that. Song. I love that song. And for whatever reason, I just never clocked what it was. And so it came up on a playlist this weekend and I ran over to the phone and I was like, what is this song? <laughs> so, yeah, that's it fine. Is a, it is a great song. It's fabulous. I, highly recommend. Oh and God. Verite honestly has some really good songs. I I will go on record to say that I like her version of somebody else better than the 1975s. Ooh. Damn. Like a ton more. Like okay. she took that and like made the better cover. Love it. I yeah, that is that is a good yeah, I think that is a good comment on that. Cause she it's I mean, it's a different vibe. Like I think obviously somebody else stands on its own because it's like upbeat sad, but like she takes it into a full like pop category. That's mm. I love it. Yeah. What about you, Dago? What is your single obsession this week? I have been on a Noah Khan high. I, I well, actually, I think some people are pronouncing it Noah Khan, which I, I think I think it's incorrect. I think it's Noah Khan, but his album Six Season has been so like healing and formative for me these last few weeks. I just saw him at Bonnaroo, and the crowd was like jam packed. But he re-released like a deluxe version of his um original album Six Season, and there's a song called Dial Drunk on there that is absolutely incredible give it a listen it is essentially what you think it is it's calling your ex drunk and just pouring out your heart and soul so i'm on Dago, that that's something scene. that you would never do i feel like you would never do that <laughs> i l- literally did that last week oh i know <laughs> i i'm kidding i'm like out of people i'm like you are the one uh, part of part of the reason i don't really drink that much anymore I just do stupid shit. Well, I don't even think, like, Dago, for all Mm. intents and purposes, I don't even think alcohol needs to be involved. You wear your heart on your sleeve in the best ways possible, and I love that so much about you. There we go. Thank you. There we go. Yeah. Mm, Um, Now it's finally my turn. Yes. Um, I've been waiting for this moment. (laughs) Well, go ahead. No, I've not. I've not been waiting that long. But, like, um... I don't know what it is, but I feel like I've just not been like exposed to singles as much as I used to be. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of times when I'm doing this, I'm like, okay, well, I'm this song came out four weeks ago, but I still like added it to playlists. Yeah. The song that I'm loving right now is Eat Your Man by Dom Dalla and uh Nelly Furtado. I've heard rumblings about this song. It is another pride slapper that must be on every playlist. All right. All right. Um, I'm adding it. I'm adding just it. truly like so great. I, Aaron, I'm obsessed with that song. It is absolute banger. Um, I heard it at like a 3 a.m. late night set at Bonnaroo, like, and it was like under the jungle lights, and it was just mm-hmm. so perfect and just yeah. so stroby. And also I think we're about to go into a Nelly Furtado renaissance. And this is kind of like the, the droplings of the, of her comeback. I mean, that was the biggest gag to me was the Nelly Furtado feature. Like where's she been? She is here. One thing. So the, um, the single like album artwork is by a designer that is married to Tuve Lu. And so 
I am full on expecting a Dom Dalla Tuvalu uh, collaboration <laughs> because, like, Mama, I need that. Oh my god, that'd this, be so this good. Song I mean, I, I really hope brings Dom Dalla to like more more of the Tiesto or like into Elenium in that type of territory. He deserves it. He has been putting out like nonstop great DJ sets, and so. I, I'm let, happy the song is doing is is getting some exposure for him. Let's make sure to call him also by his proper name, um, Dom Daddy. Dom Daddy. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm looking up the album. <laughs> that mustache, say, mama. I'm I'm looking up the album art right now, which I will say very simple but very cool. And then yeah, I saw this this Dom Dalla type figure woof, here. Woof. 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 Hello. If I've heard him a couple times, and he is just as hot in person. You're like, oh my god. Oh, Dom, if you're listening, we'll slide into our you if you know what I mean. <laughs> Please slide into you might, Simon, you might fairly be opening up into a into a group at that point. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. Let's go. I'm ready. Uh, this has been so fun, boys. Like, truly just always so. Doggo, we need to have you on every fucking season. We can't have another season without <laughs> you on every season. <laughs> this is so fun. That's right. I love you, you guys. You're you're gonna get one a uh, punch card that will get you know, one clip every season, and who knows what'll happen on season ten. We'll do Something the best magic. of Dago. We'll do the best of Dago. <laughs> I love that. Thinking. Um. So Dago, uh, if people want to find you, they they want to hear your voice more or anything else. Where can people find you? Yeah. Um. You can find me on my Instagram at Dago Blanco. Uh, posting my favorite song lyrics or uh, being just insane my Chicago tour. So yeah. follow me on there, y'all. Love and it. Simon, what about you? Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at the realist Simon. Um, if you want to follow my Spotify playlist, that's here, there, everywhere. Totally random. Definitely not a party playlist. So don't go in expecting that. Um, it's I love that playlist how about you aaron where can we find you um you can find me at the pickleball courts uh, absolutely down in austin <laughs> texas um, terrorizing yeah. the older if, women if y'all ever want to play you let me know um but in order for you to be able to, to set that all up you're going to be able to find me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. not everyone that that is listening knows me personally i would That's imagine right. maybe right. maybe they do um you can find me at the Aaron on all socials it's gonna be weird spelling it'll be in the description yeah um and you can find our podcast at bop or flop podcast um yeah we have we'll have to figure out how to do our album artwork this week because we've been on a roll lately we have been on a roll it'll be interesting okay who knows who knows happy happy pride month we're going into wrath month i think they call it now yep um so gotta pull out my or post wait. post pride credit card debt month. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta pull out my Patagonia vest. For <laughs> <July>. <laughs> um, it was good chatting with you boys. As I love you, I'll see everyone later. Bye. Thank you for having me. Bye, Bye Dargo.